0: chapter twenty five of nada the lily by h rider haggard this librivox recording is in the public domain the war with the halakazi people now my father i must tell of how umslopogaas the slaughterer and gelazi the wolf fared in their war against the people of the halakazi when i had gone from the shadow of the ghost mountain umslopogaas summoned a gathering of all his headmen and told them it was his desire that the people of the axe should no longer be a little people that they should grow great and number their cattle by tens of thousands the headmen asked how this might be brought about would he then make war on dingaan the king umslopogaas answered no he would win the favour of the king thus and he told them of the Lily Maid and of the Halakazi tribe in Swaziland and of how he would go up against that tribe. Now some of the headmen said yea to this and some said nay and the talk ran high and lasted till the evening but when the evening was come Umslopogaas rose and said that he was chief under the axe and none other and that it was his will that they should go up against the halakazi. If there was any man there who would gainsay his will, let him stand forward and do battle with him, and he who conquered should order all things. To this there was no answer, for there were few who cared to face the beak of Groanmaker, and so it came about that it was agreed that the people of the Axe should make war upon the halakazi, and Umslopogaas sent out messengers to summon every fighting man to his side. But when Zinita, his head wife, came to hear of the matter, she was angry and upbraided Umslopogaas, and heaped curses on me, Mopo, whom she knew only as the mouth of Dingan, because, as she said truly, I had put this scheme into the mind of the slaughterer. What? she went on. Do you not live here in peace and plenty and must you go to make war on those who have not harmed you, there perhaps to perish or to come to other ill? You say you do this to win a girl for dingaan and to find favour in his sight. Has not dingaan girls more than he can count? It is more likely that wearying of us your wives, you go to get girls for yourself, bulalio. And as for finding favour, rest quiet so shall you find most favour if the king sends his impies against you then it will be time to fight o fool with little wit thus sinita spoke to him very roughly for she always blurted out what was in her mind and umslopogaas could not challenge her to battle so he must bear her talk as best he might for it is often thus my father that the greatest men grow small enough in their own huts. Moreover, he knew that it was because Zinita loved him that she spoke so bitterly. Now on the third day all the fighting men were gathered, and there might have been two thousand of them, good men and brave. Then Umslopogaas went out and spoke to them, telling them of this adventure. And Galazi the Wolf was with him. They listened silently, and it was plain to see that, as in the case of the headmen, some of them thought one thing and some another. Then Galazi spoke to them briefly, telling them that he knew the roads and the caves and the number of the Halakazi cattle. But still they doubted. Thereon, Umslopogaas added these words: "Tomorrow at the dawn." i bulaleo holder of the axe chief of the people of the axe go up against the halakazi with galazi the wolf my brother if but ten men follow us yet we will go now choose you soldiers let those come who will and let those who will stop at home with the women and the little children now a great shout rose from every throat we will go with you to victory or death so on the morrow they marched and there was wailing among the women of the people of the axe only zinita did not wail but stood by in wrath foreboding evil nor would she bid her lord farewell yet when he was gone she wept also now umslopogaas and his impi travelled fast and far hungering and thirsting till at length they came to the land of the umswazi and after a while entered the territory of the halakazi by a high and narrow pass the fear of galazi the wolf was that they should find this pass held for though they had harmed none in the kraals as they went and taken only enough cattle to feed themselves yet he knew well that messengers had sped by day and night to warn the people of the halakazi but they found no man in the pass and on the other side of it they rested for the night was far spent at dawn umslopogaas looked out over the wide plains beyond and galazi showed him a long low hill two hours march away there my brother he said lies the head kraal of the halakazi where i was born and in that hill is the great cave. Then they went on, and before the sun was high, they came to the crest of a rise, and heard the sound of horns on its farther side. They stood upon the rise and looked, and lo, yet far off but running towards them, was the whole impi of the Halakazi, and it was a great impi. They have gathered their strength indeed, said Galazi, "'For every man of ours there are three of these Swazis.' "'The soldiers saw also, and the courage of some of them sank low. "'Then Um Amslopagar spoke to them. "'Yonder are the Swazi dogs, my children. "'They are many, and we are but few. "'Yet shall it be told at home that we, men of the Zulu blood, "'were hunted by a pack of Swazi dogs? "'Shall our women and children sing that song in our ears?' o soldiers of the axe now some cried never but some were silent so Umslopogaas spoke again turn back all who will there is yet time turn back all who will but ye who are men come forward with me or if ye will go back all of you and leave axe groan maker and club watcher to see this matter out alone now there rose a mighty shout of we will die together who have lived together do you swear it cried umslopogaas holding groan maker on high we swear it by the axe they answered then umslopogaas and galazi made ready for the battle they posted all the young men in the broken ground above the bottom of the slope for these could best be spared to the spear and galazi the wolf took command of them But the veterans stayed upon the hillside, and with them Humslopogaas. Now the Halakazi came on, and there were four full regiments of them. The plain was black with them, the air was rent with their shoutings, and their spears flashed like lightnings. On the farther side of the slope they halted and sent a herald forward to demand what the people of the axe would have from them the slaughterer answered that they would have three things first the head of their chief whose place galazi should fill henceforth secondly that fair maid whom men named the lily thirdly a thousand head of cattle if these demands were granted then he would spare them the halakazi if not he would stamp them out and take all so the herald returned and when he reached the ranks of the halakazi he called aloud his answer then a great roar of laughter went up from the halakazi regiments a roar that shook the earth the brow of umslopogaas the slaughterer burned red beneath the black when he heard it and he shook groan maker towards their host ye shall sing another song before this sun is set he cried and strode along the ranks speaking to this man and that by name and lifting up their hearts with great words now the alakazi raised a shout and charged to come at the young men led by galazi the wolf but beyond the foot of the slope was peaty ground and they came through it heavily And as they came, Galazi and the young men fell upon them and slew them. Still they could not hold them back for long because of their great numbers, and presently the battle raged all along the slope. But so well did Galazi handle the young men, and so fiercely did they fight beneath his eye, that before they could be killed or driven back, all the force of the Halakazi was doing battle with them, and twice galazi charged with such as he could gather and twice he checked the halakazi rush throwing them into confusion till at length company was mixed with company and regiment with regiment but it might not endure for now more than half of the young men were down and the rest were being pushed back up the hill fighting madly but all this while swazi and the veterans sat in their ranks upon the brow of the slope and watched those swazi dogs have a fool for their general quoth umslopogaas he has no men left to fall back on and galazi has broken his array and mixed his regiments as milk and cream are mixed in a bowl they are no longer an impi they are a mob now the veterans moved restlessly on their haunches pushing their legs out and drawing them in again they glanced at the fray they looked into each other's eyes and spoke a word here a word there well smitten galazi wow that's what is down a brave lad ho a good club is the watcher the fight draws near my brother and ever as they spoke their faces grew fiercer and their fingers played with their spears at length the captain called aloud to Um umslopogaas say slaughterer is it not time to be up and doing the grass is wet to sit on and our limbs grow cramped wait a while answered Um umslopogaas let them weary of their play let them weary i tell you as he spoke the halakazi huddled themselves together and with a rush Drove back Galazi, and those who were left of the young men. Yes, at last they were forced to flee, and after them came the Swazis, and in the forefront of the pursuit was their chief, ringed round with a circle of his bravest. Umslopogaas saw it and bounded to his feet, roaring like a bull. At them now, wolves! he shouted then the lines of warriors sprang up as a wave springs and their crests were like foam upon the wave as a wave that swells to break they rose suddenly like a breaking wave they poured down the slope in front of them was the slaughterer holding maker aloft and oh his feet were swift so swift were his feet that strive as they would He outran them by the quarter of a spear's throw. Galazi heard the thunder of their rush. He looked round, and as he looked, lo! The slaughterer swept past him, running like a buck. Then Galazi too bounded forward, and the wolf brethren sped down the hill, the length of four spears between them. The Halakazi also saw and heard and strove to gather themselves together to meet the rush. In front of Umslopogaas was their chief, a tall man hedged about with assegais. Straight at the shield-hedge drove Umslopogaas, and a score of spears were lifted to greet him, a score of shields heaved into the air. This was a fence that none might pass alive, yet would the slaughterer pass it and alone. See, he steadies his pace, he gathers himself together, and now he leaps. High into the air he leaps. His feet knock the heads of the warriors, and rattle against the crowns of their shields. They smite upwards with the spear, but he has swept over them like a swooping bird. He has cleared them, he has lit, and now the shield-hedge guards two chiefs but not for long oh groan may is aloft he falls and neither shield nor axe may stay his stroke both are cleft through and the halakazi lack a leader the shield ring wheels in upon itself fools galazi is upon you what was that look now see how many bones are left unbroken in him whom the watcher falls on full. What? Another down. Close up, shieldmen, close up. Aye, I you fled. Ah, the wave has fallen on the beach. Listen to its roaring. Listen to the roaring of the shields. Stand, you men of Halakazi, stand. Surely they are but a few. So it is done by the head of Shaka, they break they are pushed back now the wave of slaughter seethes along the sands now the foe is swept like floating weed and from all the line there comes a hissing like the hissing of thin waters ski says the hiss ski ski there my father I am old what have i to do with the battle any more with the battle and its joy yet it is better to die in such a fight as that than to live any other way i have seen such i have seen many such oh we could fight when i was a man my father but none that i ever knew could ever fight like umslopogaas the slaughterer son of chaka and his blood-brother Galazi the wolf. So, so, they swept them away, those Halakazi, they swept them as a maid sweeps the dust of a hut, as the wind sweeps the withered leaves. It was soon done when once it was begun. Some were fled and some were dead, and this was the end of that fight. No, no, not of all the war the halakazi were worsted in the field but many lived to win the great cave and there the work must be finished thither then went the slaughterer presently with such of his impi as was left to him alas many were killed but how could they have died better than in that fight also those who were left were as good as all for now they knew that they should not be overcome easily while axe and club still led the way now they stood before a hill measuring perhaps three thousand paces round its base it was of no great height and yet unclimbable for after a man had gone up a little way the sides of it were sheer offering no foothold except to the rock-rabbits and the lizards no one was to be seen without this hill nor in the great kraal of the halakazi that lay to the east of it and yet the ground about was trampled with the hoofs of oxen and the feet of men and from within the mountain came a sound of lowing cattle here is the nest of the halakazi quoth galazi the wolf here is the nest indeed said umslopogaas but how shall we come at the eggs to suck them there are no branches on this tree but there is a hole in the trunk answered the wolf now he led them a little way till they came to a place where the soil was trampled as it is at the entrance to a cattle kraal and they saw that there was a low cave which led into the cliff like an archway such as you white men build but this archway was filled up with great blocks of stone placed upon each other in such a fashion that it could not be forced from without. After the cattle were driven in, it had been filled up. "'We cannot enter here,' said Galazi. "'Follow me.' So they followed him and came to the north side of the mountain, and there, two spear-casts away, a soldier was standing. But when he saw them, he vanished suddenly. "'This is the place,' said Galazi, "'and the fox has gone to earth in it.' now they ran to the spot and saw a little hole in the rock scarcely bigger than an ant-bear's burrow and through the hole came sounds and some light now where is the hyena who will try a new burrow cried umslopogaas a hundred head of cattle to the man who wins through and clears the way then two young men sprang forward who were flushed with victory and desired nothing more than to make a great name and win cattle crying here are hyenas Bulalio!" to earth then said Um umslopogaas and let him who wins through hold the path awhile till others follow the two young men sprang at the hole and he who reached it first went down upon his hands and knees and crawled in lying on his shield and holding his spear before him for a little while the light in the burrow vanished and they heard the sound of his crawling then came the noise of blows and once more light crept through the hole the man was dead this one had a bad snake the second soldier his snake deserted him let me see if mine is better so down he went on his hands and knees and crawled as the first had done only he put his shield over his head for a while they heard him crawling then once more came the sound of blows echoing on the ox-hide shield and after the blows groans he was dead also yet it seemed that they had left his body in the hole for now no light came through this was the cause my father when they struck the man he had wriggled back a little way and died there and none had entered from the farther side to drag him out now the soldiers stared at the mouth of the passage and none seemed to love the look of it for this was but a poor way to die umslopogaas and galazi also looked at it thinking now i am named wolf said galazi and a wolf should not fear the dark also these are my people and I must be the first to visit them, and he went down on his hands and knees without more ado. But Umslopogaas, having peered once more down the burrow, said, Hold, Galazi, I will go first. I have a plan. Do you follow me? And you, my children, shout loudly so that none may hear us move, and if we win through, follow swiftly, for we cannot hold the mouth of that place for long hearken also this is my counsel to you if i fall choose another chief galazi the wolf if he is still living nay slaughterer do not name me said the wolf for together we will live or die so let it be galazi then choose you some other man and try this road no more for if we cannot pass it none can but seek food and sit down here till those jackals bolt then be ready Farewell, my children! Farewell, father, they answered. Go warily, lest we be left like cattle without a herdsman, wandering and desolate. Then Umslopogaas crept into the hole, taking no shield, but holding Groan Maker before him, and at his heels crept Galazi. When he had covered the length of six spears, he stretched out his hand and, as he trusted to do, he found the feet of that man who had gone before, and died in the place. Then, umslopogaas, the wary, did this. He put his head beneath the dead man's legs, and thrust himself onwards till all the body was on his back. And there he held it with one hand, gripping its two wrists in his hand. Then he crawled forward a little space, and saw that he was coming to the inner mouth of the burrow but that the shadow was deep there because of a great mass of rock which lay before the burrow shutting out the light this is well for me thought umslopogaas for now they will not know the dead from the living i may yet look upon the sun again now he heard the halakazi soldiers talking without The Zulu rats do not love this run, said one. They fear the rat-catcher's stick. This is good sport. And the man laughed. Then umslopogaas pushed himself forward as swiftly as he could, holding the dead man on his back, and suddenly came out of the hole into the open place in the dark shadow of the great rock. By the lily! cried a soldier. Here's a third. Take this, Zulu rat! and he struck the dead man heavily with a kerry and that cried another driving his spear through him so that it pricked umslopogaas beneath and that and this and that said others as they smote and stabbed now umslopogaas groaned heavily in the deep shadow and lay still no need to waste more blows said the man who had struck first this one will never go back to zululand and i think that few will care to follow him let us make an end run some of you and find stones to stop the burrow for now the sport is done he turned as he spoke and so did the others and this was what the slaughterer sought with a swift movement he freed himself from the dead man and sprung to his feet they heard the sound and turned again but as they turned groan maker pecked softly and that man who had sworn by the lily was no more a man then umslopogaas leaped forwards and bounding on to the great rock stood there like a buck against the sky a zulu rat is not so easily slain o ye weasels he cried as they came at him from all sides at once with a roar he smote to the right and the left and so swiftly that men could scarcely see the blows fall for he struck with groanmaker's beak but though men scarcely saw the blows yet my father men fell beneath them now foes were all around leaping up at the slaughterer as rushing water leaps to hide a rock everywhere shone spears thrusting at him from this side and from that those in front and to the side groan maker served to stay but one wounded umslopogaas in the neck and another was lifted to pierce his back when the strength of its holder was bowed to the dust to the dust to become of the dust for now the wolf was through the hole also and the watcher grew very busy He was so busy that soon the back of the slaughterer had nothing more to fear, yet those had much to fear who stood behind his back. The pair fought bravely, making a great slaughter, and presently, one by one, plumed heads of the people of the axe showed through the burrow, and strong arms mingled in the fray. Swiftly they came leaping into battle as otters leap to the water-now there were ten of them, now there were twenty, and now the Halakazi broke and fled, since they did not bargain for this. Then the rest of the men of the axe came through in peace, and the evening grew towards the dark before all had passed the hole. Chapter twenty five